Welcome back to the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Brayden and Keaton. This podcast is our answer to the everyday struggle of procrastinating our Come Follow Me studies. Whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we're just happy that you're here. Oh, so very happy. It's true. We are. Again, we, we just have such a hard time making all of us be here, but uh, Caden had some prior things to work on, but we were able he's to... Traveling home, yes, and, he's uh, traveling home, and because of the time family. zone difference, by the time he gets home, it'll be way too late over where Keaton's at, so it's like... Yeah, but we did call and uh, make some exciting plans for the future. We're pretty pumped about that, which is good. Uh, we can talk about that right now, I think, yeah, just absolutely. for the sake of uh, um, getting it out of the way and getting people's minds turning. Yeah. We want to do a uh, conference rumor uh, podcast sort of thing. Well, conference rumor episode, I guess. Yeah, an episode. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, not a not a t- ten episode <laughs> so podcast. De- all about dedicate the an entire podcast real deep. Yeah, yeah. Into no. like, so it'll just be a episode where uh, Keaton, Caden, and I just discuss or speculate, I guess, what's going to be so special about the upcoming conference. Because last last um, time we had conference, uh, we didn't actually do any episode yeah. featuring anything about it. Um, we didn't actually put out anything out that week, I think. So yeah. this is going to be an experimental kind of talk about conference well and maybe just before you know, conference kind of thing and then maybe we won't even have conference you know maybe you know there's some sickness going around you know and it stops it from happening entirely but yeah, but that's you know that's a theory you know and that's so fair. we're we're just excited about all uh, your potential ideas and theories and all the rumors because there's some legitimate rumors that always get passed around and so we just want to discuss some of the best and funniest ones but also some serious ones like there's serious rumors out there too temple predictions things like that and so yeah we're going to post and uh and promote that throughout the week so yeah definitely so it's, it's not going to be come follow me related but it will be yeah a special bonus hopefully. episode yeah. yeah so for those of our fans that are truly dedicated to listening to us and not just procrastinating their come follow me studies so that they decide <laughs> to listen to us I like that mm. you said fans when in reality it's probably more just listeners and family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But like, all the listeners. Oh no, these we love. guys are awesome. They're so <laughs> good. They're our fans. <laughs> they are dedicated to us and not just the idea of doing come follow me. Yes. The ideas all they right. share with each other are great. Actually I had some <laughs> feedback about our last episode and how like off topic we got. And oh really? Like, yeah, you're you're right there. Because we started That's talking fair. about like our stomachs and stuff and oh we did talk about cow yeah. stomachs for a little yeah. bit yeah yeah so that is true like, it's just really odd yeah well yeah, yeah well uh this ta- this podcast is where we can get all of that stuff out there mm-hmm. and uh we can maintain the spirit of our other episodes hopefully a bit better yeah but yeah so ideas can range from you know uh brayden had an idea you know that maybe they'll create a uh, new couple mission where uh, you know if if you weren't able to go on a mission before you're married, you and your new spouse can go and and serve the Lord in that capacity. Whether you're 20 or 67. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I personally like the idea that you know, the beginning of the conference, a guy that nobody recognizes, you know, who looks like he's from Israel, shows up, and everyone's like, "Who's this guy? Guess who?" 
Wait, who would it be? Capital H, him. Nice. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Well, that'd be... So stuff like that, you know? Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we'll talk all about it. um, Yeah. Maybe we won't talk about that one because that one might be a little more sacrilegious than we'd like to be. But everyone has ideas. We'd like to hear them. Be as funny as you want. Be as serious as you want. Be as unserious as you want. We just want to hear it and we'll... uh, We'll try and get it shared out there, and we'll hopefully have some really funny and really uh, good suggestions to talk about. Yeah, obviously we'll filter through them, I think. Because it's got to be a realistic conference um, rumor. Yeah. But uh, without further ado, I think we're going to decide to post that like a week before conference comes out. So definitely look forward to that. Um, but uh, Yeah, we don't want to distract from the spirit of conference, so we want to get it out of the way, you know, just have a good laugh and then get everyone ready to focus. True for conference i think that's probably the best way to do it so yes that's that's our exciting plan there it is Mm -hmm. and so and uh let's jump into this week's episode yeah so this week we're going over second nephi 31 actually wait we're finishing second nephi um yeah second nephi 31 to 33 and uh yeah this like i said great chapter like i said we're finishing second nephi we actually get into uh the end of nephi's life and uh that might be a very emotional thing for a lot of people who have only known Nephi this entire journey so far. Um, there's yep. lots of other good prophets to look forward to, though. But, yeah, Nephi is definitely one of the most highly esteemed. So, And before we before we really carry in, we just have to address the, you know, the elephant in the room there. With the, the, somebody snuck in, and I don't know if this was intentional, but it must be, is that the caption for this episode is or for this uh, lesson is this is the way which is you know a scriptural reference but also a very striking reference from the star wars tv series the mandalorian and i don't know you know when they were making this maybe they were making it when it came well out. i don't know th- but, i mean i had a copy you know, if someone Here's stuck it thing. in that absolute mad lad i like i had amazing. a copy of this manual like last year before mandalorian even came out so i almost it's it's definitely just a coincidence. Star Wars that copied Jesus. You no, know, <laughs> yeah. I'm down. Yep, yeah. <laughs> sounds right to me. Star Wars is full of the yeah. gospel. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Good to know. I didn't know that they had this produced like way far in advance, but that makes sense. Yeah, because I, they I had to order them back when I was back a, when when you were what? Back when I was a Sunday school president. Oh, <laughs> were you a Sunday? So, oh, sorry, old yeah. bit. Retired bit. Um, <laughs> the callback. But yeah, sorry. Let's get a little more serious, you know, for that person that hates cow stomachs. And let us dive in here. Okay. So at the beginning, we've got uh, obviously their intro paragraph. And it says, among Nephi's last recorded words, we find this declaration. The Lord commanded me and I must obey. This seems like a fitting summary of Nephi's life. He sought the will of the Lord and courageously strived to obey it. Whether that meant risking his life to get the brass plates from Laban, building a boat and crossing the sea, or faithfully teaching the doctrine of Christ with plainness and power, Nephi could speak persuasively um, of the need to press forward with steadfastness in Christ of following the straight and narrow path which leads to eternal life. Because that is the path he followed, he knew by experience that this path, though demanding at times, is also joyful and that there is none other way nor name given under heaven whereby man can be saved in the kingdom of god so that's like an instant synopsis of <laughs> like all of the what nephi all is, of what nephi's yeah. done 
And uh, I was like, okay, I guess I guess we're reading this whole thing. Well, but no, yeah, it's so that's great. Just, uh, like, it really is a good synopsis of his life and what he stood for. What are they called? That's not. It's not the eulogy, but what's the thing that it's in the newspapers uh, when you have someone that's passed away? Yeah, it's a oh an obituary. Obituary. That's the They're very obituary very similar Nephi. though. Nephi. Yeah, you googlies and obituaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's some pretty awesome and striking things in here, especially when uh, you're considering most of those uh, phrases I said in there that are like quotable, like the Lord commanded me and I must obey. Like these, these are all straight from um, the scripture. So we'll we'll dive into one of the first ones that you would read in this chapter, and that's Second uh, Nephi thirty one twenty. Yeah, and, and just another heads up for people who maybe haven't been up to the dates with the reading. You know, I'm also falling behind a little bit. These are great scriptures just to read on their own as well. Like we said that with Second Nephi chapter mm-hmm. 2 and 3 and 4. The, again, just some amazing scriptures here that are so important to the gospel. And so, yeah, if you have a chance, just read through these, if, if anything, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the first, yeah, the first heading, Jesus Christ and his doctrine are the only way to eternal life. And it, it's just a very simple principle that he teaches really plainly. Um, the, the verses are quite long, so I don't know if I want to read everything, but this is where um, in chapter 31, verse 20, is where that scripture that you kind of referenced before, mm-hmm. where it says, Wherefore ye must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ, and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. Like, I'm pretty certain that's a scripture mastery. It sounds about right. Now, do they still have scripture mastery, or did they get rid of it? I'm certain. Oh, actually, I'm not certain. I think they do. It would yeah. make sense. I mean, it's been a while. I, I'm not in seminary, so it's like... Oh, really? <laughs> you, you weren't Yeah, by back. the way, everyone, I uh, <laughs> am 24 and not in seminary. Um, yeah, so fair enough. It could be. I was never good at scripture mastery, though, so I can't say... It must have been, I'm pretty sure, in the past. Caden was always a lot better at scripture mastery than I was. We were in the same class for a bit there. And, of course, he's not on this episode. Yeah, dang it, Caden. Um, um, but, no, the... I'm sure they still do some form of it. But yes, no. Great scripture. Again, pl- clearly lays out that we need to be persistent. We need to have hope and love. And we need to continue to feast upon the words. We need to read the scriptures. And again, it says in Dirty the End. There's a lot of messages of persistence here, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, well, and it's what's cool about this is uh, the lesson it asks you. It says, if you had to summarize the path to eternal life in just a few words, what would you say? And... Uh, when you serve a mission, uh, you get like these missionary pamphlets for all the lessons. Uh, so you've got a lesson for the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've uh, got a lesson. Yeah, for... or or if you investigate the church. Yeah, sorry. I'd say you'd I guess. also get those pamphlets. Yeah, you get those pamphlets as well. You got a they're lesson only for, for the missionaries. Only... Don't give them yeah, away. Yeah. So then you get like the lesson pamphlet for uh, plan of salvation, as well as the lesson pamphlet for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, mm-hmm. And what's cool about this is Nephi with his characteristic plainness and simplicity did it like this is what he said he said faith in christ repentance baptism receiving the gifts of the holy ghost and enduring to the end and if we look at the everlasting gospel and what christ has taught us we know that one you first need to gain faith in jesus christ so that you can 
know what it is to repent and believe in him that you'll be forgiven of your sins through baptism and the gift of the Holy Ghost and then enduring to the end. And yeah, so, and I should clarify, that's what 18 and 19, before that 20th verse that I read, mm-hmm. those are, that's what kind of what they're talking about is the baptism and receiving the Holy Ghost first. Mm-hmm. And so it just goes to show that like repetition is a principle in the gospel and and when you're gonna you're gonna hear that from the missionaries if you're investigating the church the church you're gonna hear that in your everyday sunday school classes or in your relief society your elders quorum classes primary but you're also going to hear that throughout the book of mormon um you're going to hear prophets like nephi dropping that same uh gospel these are the steps or these are in the plainness and simplest of words i can give you the ways to Um, obtain everlasting life yeah and i think well god knows that like his way it's you know and nephi does say that there's there's some plainness and simplicity to it that that this is the way and we know that you know the, the gospel is fairly simple don't do certain things live within these principles but we forget and so we need to be reminded so there's the repetition and we also you know, lose our vigor to want to keep trying. And there's where the endurance comes in. You know, I th- and those are, I think, the things that most of us, uh, definitely myself, struggle with is remembering the simple things and, like, keeping on, you know, keep on trying. Mm-hmm. Remembering the simple things. That's nice. Because uh, there's so many little things that if you, like, think about... Little principles... Actually, my uh, my roommate gave an excellent lesson the other week there, and it was uh, it was about how like small and simple things help great things come to pass. It was obviously one of the lessons or podcast episodes that we've gone through. I forget where where that is, but it's in Nephi for sure. And it's interesting that like if you remember those small little things, it it will kind of help you realize what great things have come to pass in your life because of them when you're looking back and that's that's kind of what enduring to the end is about right yeah definitely that's true do you want to give a shout out to who that was maybe they yeah so that was my roommate sam sam um, good old sam congrats sam Sam's yeah good job sam you did a great uh, job I was thinking, too, we were talking about missionary pamphlets for a little bit. I think that dates us a little bit, don't you think? Do they not use those anymore? I really doubt that they do. But maybe they do. Who knows? Anyway, moving on. Uh, the second point. Thank you for that. Sorry. I feel like I'm jumping <laughs> around, but I'm also just trying to cover the sound of Caden's roommate washing dishes. <laughs> or oh, my roommate. <laughs> yeah, someone just doing something. Um But yeah, the next point is for chapter 31, verses 4 to 13. Jesus Christ set the perfect example of obedience when he was baptized. And their their blurb here is just actually really good, so I wanted to read a little bit of it. Whether your baptism happened yesterday or 80 years ago, it was a pivotal moment. You entered a lifelong covenant to follow Jesus Christ. Just, yep, very clear. It's true. For every single Mm -hmm. person that has been baptized, it's a lifelong covenant and, you know, not even lifelong, eternal covenant. And it's a pivotal moment of our eternity is accepting Jesus Christ and being baptized. And, you know, I, I don't think that most eight-year-olds fully understand that. I don't think even now that I fully understand what that was about. Um, obviously, we have an idea, and you know, and I mm-hmm. 
I try and keep to it, but it it is such a serious thing that, and obviously I'm thankful for repentance in case I do mess things up, but yeah, very, we're very blessed to have that opportunity that is such a special thing. Yeah, like that's, that's one thing, like I, I've always loved the idea of baptism or just even the, the covenant that it is, but um, I'm also very cautious about uh, people's mindset going into baptism, I guess. Um, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Jesus Christ set the perfect example of obedience when he was baptized. And I think that's um, worded uh, in a good way for me to kind of break down and be like, uh, one of the reasons why we're asked to be baptized is not only just to like come unto Christ, but yes, it's to to follow his commandments afterwards, right? Like into covenant with the Lord that you're going to be keeping his commandments and uh, trying to um, bear the name of Christ on your, your, your chest, I guess, or your head. Um, And I think that's a very hard thing for some people to do when they're so young. Mm. Um, But where I'm getting at with this is like, Jesus Christ set the perfect example of obedience when he was baptized because he knew going in that he would um, follow the commandments until he died where he would be as perfect as possible for the Father because he just made a covenant. And so him more so than anyone can say that, you know, I lived like a perfect life, obviously. Yeah, um, it's true. But uh, it, it goes to show that like when we look at the example of baptism, like the perfect, perfect example it's being baptized, but also never, you know, giving in to sin, which is impossible for us to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah, I'm not, not saying to, like, yeah. I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, you can't do it. Well, Jesus could do it. So, yeah, yeah try it again. But um, what I'm trying to say is like, it's cool to go into it with like, yeah, there is a perfect example. And it's not just like, oh, the perfect example was getting dipped underwater and then coming back up. So he was fully submerged. Like that's not the perfect example we're talking about here. It's it's the perfect covenant that he made, because he well, never broke it. The symbol I think. of like or, perfect rebirth, right? Mm-hmm. Being well, completely like that, reborn. Well, that included like those things included, but more so than anything, I kind of wanted to talk about like the actual covenant being kept throughout the rest of his life, because mm-hmm. uh, one thing in the church that we have obviously is uh, sacrament, and that's somewhere where you go to renew your covenants, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm sure the Lord took the sacrament and would renew his covenants, but like one of the reasons why we renew our covenants is in case we did make mistakes throughout the week, we have that clean slate, right? Yeah. For him that was never the case. So it's yeah. like Yeah, and this is this is when another great verse is is Second Nephi chapter thirty one, verse five. And now if the Lamb of God, he being holy, should have need to be baptized by water to fulfill all righteousness. Oh, then how much more need have we being unholy mm. to be baptized, yeah, even by water? And there's just another great example of the humility of Nephi. What a what a humble yeah, guy. I, well, exactly. I guess that's exactly what I was trying to say, but just summed up in a verse. Like, that's mm-hmm. how cool that is. And that's why I think people, like, I don't want people to sleep on that, that wording there of, like, Jesus Christ set the perfect example for baptism or of obedience when he was baptized because... Truly, it's more than just him being baptized by someone with priesthood, being fully submerged underwater, and uh, coming back up, right? Like, it's 
I think not, although I'm sure a lot of listeners probably didn't think like that's all baptism is, is just getting wet and coming back out. But mm-hmm. I'm just, I digress. <laughs> yeah. What a hot take. That's not all it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners do know every, a lot of this and we're just kind of re-explaining it. But hey, again, repetition. That's what we're all about. That's what the gospel's all about. We do the same things almost every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but not vain repetition. Not vain repetition. Not vain repetition. Um, so here, actually, Carry here it not. is right here. <laughs> yeah, so the ordinance, the ordinance of sacrament, of this sacrament, is a weekly opportunity for you to recommit to following Jesus Christ. The next time you partake of the sacrament, consider um, and and ponder your um, detriment. What is this? Determination. There it is. Mm-hmm. To follow the Son with full purpose of heart and your willingness to take upon you the name of Christ. Uh, yeah, I think it that's was an important principle. Like taking well, that's a, the name of Christ upon us, mm-hmm. not taking it in vain by doing things that are, are wrong, you know, and not what a Christian would do. I'm trying to remember which apostle it is. Uh, they died on my mission. Uh, shoot. There's Barry three of them. Packer. Yes. Yeah, so it was Elder Scott, oh, I think. Okay. Um, and so I think what Elder... Scott had said it was like one of the final few things I think he said before he died and it was about the sacrament I think it could be one of the other two but I think it was Elder Scott and he said if people would just think of like these three things when they take the sacrament and I remember this because my uh my mission president's wife brought this up in like a training and I was like wow like that is amazing and um basically and what's funny about it is I was thinking about it while I was taking the sacrament today for the first time in a while, actually, I was thinking about these three um, questions, and it is like, 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 what am I essentially? Like, who am I? Like, what am I doing here today? Mm-hmm. And like, what will I do through the week to prepare myself for like the next week or something? I can't remember the third one. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> I'm pretty okay. sure that was yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the one. Um, but basically it was like that idea of like, what am I? Like I'm a child of God or I'm a son or daughter of God of a heavenly being who is committed. Like what, what covenants have I made? Like, what am I doing here today? Sort of thing. Like, I think those questions are very, very important to help us kind of recommit rather than just taking the sacrament and being like, okay, well I'll think about it right now. I'll listen to the prayer, take it, say amen. And then I'll see you next week. I think it's important. And again, that's not saying like everyone who takes the sacrament is just simply going in and eating bread and drinking some water. Yeah. But like I'm, Braden's calling I, I'm trying to cover all, yeah, I'm covering yeah, no. all bases. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I, I just love that principle of preparation before doing that because it is somewhat se- of a serious thing. And and eat, like we had fast Sunday today, of course. And uh, for me, at least today, I didn't prepare as much as I should have to fast. And so my fast was a little more lackluster than they've been in the past and even thinking about preparing for general conference like we were talking about we're doing this idea um, but at the same time we do want to as well prepare ourselves for conference and i think there's questions like that that will be able to help us prepare too because mm-hmm. we always get more out than what we wait what am i trying to say is that the phrase you get more out of it than you put into it or you get you get out of it what you the put more you it. put into it the that's more you the, get out of it yeah that's that's the thing <laughs> um but yeah 
that's just a true principle so yeah that just reminds me of that but yes the more you get out of it the more you put into it works as well sort of thing <laughs> just a but um so okay we'll we'll moving on here uh this yeah. this one Pop kind of over moves. to the holy ghost a little yeah. bit yeah well we've done uh done faith and repentance and baptism sort of thing so we'll go over to the holy ghost and what it'll show us and in our journeys ahead I guess. Mm-hmm. The baptism by fire. They say, if baptism and confirmation are the gate by which we enter the straight and narrow path, what do we do once we're on the path? And so Nephi gives us a few answers in verses 19 and 20, which we kind of already read before, which is we got to press forward. We uh, The next step after that is to, you know, persevere, endure to the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, like we all know how great the Holy Ghost is. Um, the other day I was talking to a friend of mine about, you know, answering some of questions about what he should do with his life. And it was so hard, you know, and maybe I should have said something and tried to bring up the church. But just talking about like, you know, like the Holy Ghost could help you out. Like, but we really do have such a blessing when it comes to having the spirit to guide us in, in things when we're faithful. And even when we're not faithful, sometimes, sometimes he just shows up anyway. Yeah. He's just there and you're like, what are you doing here? Shoot. I feel bad. Yeah. 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 So I like this, um, in second Nephi first, well, chapter 31, verse 19, it says, um, my beloved brethren, after you've gotten into the straight and narrow path, I should ask if all is done. And so he says, if I should ask if all is done. And I think the Holy Ghost will also let you know. Well, not I think. I know that like as soon as you get that feeling like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, I read my scriptures, prayed, I um, went to church today, I uh, did whatever other service thing I did, I'm done. I'm done for the day or I'm done for the week. I... Yeah, I think, week, yeah. or I should, I know rather that the Holy Ghost will always find a way to show you what else you could do or what else you should do. Because there's always those ministering yeah, moments where you like, they're presented and then you have a s- decision to make. And the Holy Ghost will always tell you what you should do in that decision. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to listen to it, which is unfortunate. And I had a couple of those this week where it snowed a bunch and the people I minister to actually are like my good friends and they live like literally two blocks away. And I've told them forever. And I was like, yeah, next time it snows, I'll go shovel your driveway or something. And, uh, it's been so cold. It's been like, there's always something that I come up with and I'm like, man, I'm such a loser. Like, how could I, yeah. I was like, how could I let myself down like that? Or how can I say that I'm going to do this? And then just like, have an empty commitment or an empty promise like that of like, Oh yeah, next time it shows. And like I would shovel my pathway and I was like, Oh, I could just hop into my car, drive over there quick, shovel theirs. Cause it's literally just a small walkway and then everything will be good. But then I was like, ah, oh, yeah, but the snow is going to melt. It's like not even consistent snow. It's, <laughs> it's hard. I hardly even have to shovel. The only reason I shovel is cause I worry about what my neighbors think. So <laughs> like, yeah, I always do that to myself, and I think every single time the Holy Ghost has told me like what I should do in that situation, and every single time I regret it. So I'm hoping I learn my lesson right away here, because life is not to be full of regrets. 
Yeah, and so much of it, and like we're talking about before, you know, enduring to the end, um, the church being about repetition and uh, um, being reminded of things. Like if we're being reminded all the time that we need to be humble, that we need to have real intent to do the right thing and to listen for that still small voice or however you feel the Spirit, um, the Holy Ghost, it really does rely on that to to tell you what you should do. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's true. And I've also had similar experiences to Brayden and a few little ones this week where just, yeah, someone that I should message and, you know, put it off and put it off. And then when you do, it just works out. Right. And yeah. So very thankful for that gift. I, I don't know what else there is to talk about other than maybe tell stories, but I think we'll, we'll carry well, actually, on. Do you um, remember, uh, cause you're, you're baptized at eight years old, right? Yes. Do you remember actually like receiving the Holy Ghost or do you remember your like baptism or like being dipped? The only thing I, it's kind of funny. The only thing that I remember is seeing my twin brother Austin come out of the water and jump and say, yippee. <laughs> yippee. Or I can't remember what he said exactly, but I was standing there on the side and I remember watching him. Oh, cause you guys are baptized same like, day probably. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we got baptized the same day, and he went first, of course, because he's older. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember being like, "Oh, okay." Like, I hope this is the mm-hmm. same thing for me. Well, and yeah, of course, it was. You know, a I've great given thing. this a lot of thought, and I'm like, "Yes, the baptism is super important." But I think I remember my baptism. Like, well, I know I remember my baptism more than I remember receiving the Holy Ghost, and I think I missed out there because. Mm-hmm. The better gift, in my opinion, is the companionship of the Holy Ghost. Equal. Well, equal, equal, but I think the companionship that I get after making the covenant, which is important, yes, the covenant is super, super important. I will fight you. But I think think the companionship, like having the ability to have the Holy Ghost with you, um, just just because of you know having the sacrament and being able to renew those covenants all the time like you only receive the gift of the holy ghost once and then it's on you whether you keep him around or not and uh yes like i don't i don't want to say that the holy ghost is greater than the covenant of baptism or like the companionship of the holy ghost is greater than and that you should value it more but i'm just saying it's odd that as a child i was more caught up in getting dunked underwater than I was receiving this companionship where now that I'm older I'm kind of like I really wish I remember what was said to me when I was receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost rather than getting dunked underwater the gift of the Holy Ghost is truly the most important thing that we can have in uh, our day to day lives because it does keep us on track and it does allow us to keep um the commandments a little easier it'll and it gives us those daily reminders of who or or what potential we have at every day and of like who we can become so i think that's a a good kind of note to end that section on <laughs> so now on to the next heading which is actually the final um heading for this chapter so it's a kind of a quicker chapter is uh the book of mormon persuades all to believe in christ Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, 33 is just another example of a, a great, great, great chapter. Read the whole thing. It's great. In fact, they don't even have many specific verses mentioned except for verse 4, just because the entire thing is just goodness. Um, yeah, I'm even right now just trying to find uh, find anything specific, but just good. Well, I think it... I think this chapter more than anything, or like the heading more than anything is talking about how the Book of Mormon as a whole persuades all to believe in Christ, right? Not just like, oh, Nephi is persuading all to believe in Christ, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously Nephi's message as well as and what he wants to convey because he, he's seen um, in the past, like he's been received visions of how uh, effective this book will be in turning the hearts of man well, to Jesus or turning the hearts of man to and God. And even right? says in verse one, like I'm not mighty in writing or speaking, but when I speak with the Holy ghost, the Holy ghost carries it to the hearts of the children of men, which mm-hmm. amen mm-hmm. to that. And that's the gift of persuasion. I would say right there, like that's the persuasion we need is being filled with the Holy ghost and knowing of a surety. Cause that feeling you can't just like disregard that feeling. And a lot of people have tried, I think, and it's part of the reason why um, why Holland said, like, you can't just go through the Book of Mormon and disregard it. You have to crawl. Like, you have, uh, what did he say? You can't go around. Yeah, That's what it is. You, have to, you can't just go around or go yeah. over or go under. Um, you have to go through the Book of Mormon prove the church wrong or something or like exactly. to prove yeah, to yourself to that you it's crawl. not right yeah. yeah and and yeah you have to crawl and so there's that whole thing where it's like once you kind of get it in your hands and you get you catch the vision like of christ's life and what it meant as well as heavenly father's plan of salvation for us and what what your role is as a child of god mm-hmm. and and uh what the book of mormon's role is to persuade you to believe in christ and what the old testament and the new testament um and the other testament of Jesus Christ do for us to believe in God. I think that's where you get that idea of, oh, wow, yeah, I should believe in Christ. <laughs> yeah, I, and I just know personally for me, I, I just said it again. I just repeated myself. Personally, for me, <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> personally, the Book of Mormon really is the foundation of all of my testimony, like, I don't, I should be careful, like, I don't want to speak out against the Bible, but there's obvious things, you know, that make it a little lesser in its um, clarity and in, in, you know, how many times it's been translated from the original source and stuff like that. And so, but regardless of all that, I just feel such a strong spirit when I read the Book of Mormon and I can't, you know, deny that, of course. And I, I receive revelation as I read. It's it's just a huge gift to me. And I know personally for me, (laughs) um, that it, it's been, you know, the persuasion for me to believe in Christ and obviously to believe in the church as well. Part of me wonders if, um, the book of Mormon has such a, like, again, this is kind of like most members, I guess, but, uh, there's a lot of members I know who, it is very much equal for them. Like both parts, book of Mormon and Bible. But like, I almost agree with you. Like I, if I were to choose like a book to read on any given day, right? 
it would it'd likely be the Book of Mormon over the Bible because of my connection to it. And I wonder if it's because I connect so much more to like the whole pride cycle and everything that they cover in the Book of Mormon and how like I feel privileged in the Americas, I guess. Like as a people, we're far more privileged than a lot of others. And that pride kind of gets, is it's more seen among us than people from other nations. I, and I can say this mm. from experience of being like in Asia, in the Philippines, not even capable of meeting a, a single person who was caught up in pride because of how humble those people were, unless maybe they were like the richest of all rich. But I never met like crazy rich uh, um, people over there. And so I wonder if it's because like the Bible, yes, it covers the ideas of pride and it covers like the ideas of being caught up in your wealth. But the Book of Mormon um it was made it was made for yes children of today but i think people in the americas can kind of relate easier to some of the stories going on in the book of mormon than they can in the bible because yes the bible is a lot of parables and a lot of lessons um less of a narrative i guess but like i i don't know that's yeah, there's different different folks for different or different strokes for different folks mm-hmm. right I mean, that was their thing. I was thinking, though, you brought up the pride cycle, and I, I totally agree. I think we relate a lot to that. The other day, I was thinking about how we, we I know when we're kids, especially, we talk about how people get rich, and when they get rich, then they start to get wicked. Um, but I kind of feel like more than anything nowadays, how it applies to us is people who are prideful in their knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, they're prideful that they know everything or that they know enough, and then they stop looking. And like, obviously, like, I don't want to get any kind of political, but, you know, there's people who are absolutely unwilling to hear any other side other than what they know um, when it comes to certain topics. Yeah. And that's just not what the gospel teaches. That's like, obviously, you know, different topic because we're talking about religion, not politics. But I mean, any topic, you know, you you have to be open to discuss and open to learn and to, to have real intent. Otherwise, you'll never learn the truth. Mm-hmm. And that that's, you know, a base principle of the church is to have an open heart. And well, we're truth seekers, right? Like, truth. that's what it that's what it says. It's like you're well, a truth but seeker. But ironically, it feels like sometimes we're not the best truth seekers. Exactly. To exactly. Other than the gospel. And uh, that's true. Yeah. Ironically enough, like there's some like a lot of the apostles. We can be a stubborn people. That's yeah. For sure. Like a lot of the apostles will go in and say like they've got like great relations with other churches. Right. Yeah, but then there's some members who are like, like no, like you can't, I can't even understand why you would ever explore another faith just to see what they believe in, kind of thing. And you're like, well, what the heck? Like, how am I supposed to serve my? How how can a man serve a master that he does not know? Right? Yeah, well, like I, I, so I moved to a new place, of course, and you know, some all my you know best friends who live here are not members of the church which is a huge 180 for what it was the rest of my entire life uh, you know and but it you know it's great there's no problem like they respect me for my beliefs i respect them for their beliefs like one of my best friends mm-hmm. is you know in in a relationship that the church you know wouldn't approve of and she knows that and like it's kind of an awkward topic, so we don't talk about it. But she knows that I still, you know, respect her and and care about her as a person, regardless of all that. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We just. Well, I don't know about you, 
but uh, I don't know how much more to talk about the Book of Mormon yeah. as far as before we just start going going yeah, off know, into in circles about how it persuades people to believe in Christ. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think like we've borne our testimony, we've extrapolated, and we've kind of moved on and starting to get <laughs> interested in other Good topics. Good episode, Keaton. <laughs> Good yeah, episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we can close off with that. Just that, yeah, we. We encourage you all to continue to read the Book of Mormon and to to read this because I know that the Book of Mormon is true. And I know that these chapters in particular are just, they're the gospel laid out plain and simply for all of us. They're Nephi's, Mm -hmm. you know, last words. And they, you know, these scriptures have impacted me personally as well. So please, you know, take the time, work, do it. It's worth it. The more you put into it, the more you'll take out. That's right. That's what it is. <laughs> so it's not any other form of those words. It's just that. And yeah, that is the way. It is this that. is the way. That's right. Already. All right. Well, thanks again for listening and for sharing the podcast. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And thanks again to Lucky Bandit Spencer Olson for the music. And yeah, just again, make sure to share that post when we do post it about the ideas. We really want to get it out there. And just try and have a fun discussion about a lot of different people's ideas and just kind of come together as a church community and kind of have fun with it rather than um, anything else. So let's do that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye. See ya.